For those of you who are listening later on Patreon or wherever you're hearing this, Lori and I did about a half an hour or more of a whole other show that no one will ever hear. If you can hear Lori breathing, she's already asleep. Lori, oh, wake yeah. up. We, we have to do episode four of uh, Fighting Pretty Charming. <laughs> That's how I feel. It's the halfway point. This is Fighting Prince Charming, right here on Afterthought Media. It's good to be back here on uh, Afterthought Media talking about the horrible Finding Prince Charming. And it's funny that one by one, they're getting rid of the most interesting people on the show. What are your thoughts uh, about having to recap now? Do you think it's going to be more of a struggle or easier once we get rid of all the crazies? I mean, well, when when we get technically officially get rid of all the crazies, that means the show's over because everybody on this show is crazy. Yeah. Um, but there's just level of crazy. Uh, yeah. I mean, I feel like, look, it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, we could, we could nitpick the crap out of Robert, but it's the same thing every time. So it's kind it'll get kind of boring. So yeah, once the other crazy people leave, we're just left with like the same frustrations with Robert. And, um, you know, I don't know. I, uh, it's going to be, it's, it's a difficult road. Yeah. Well, anyone, welcome to Fighting Prince Charming, a recap show for the awful 2016 gay dating show, Finding Prince Charming. My name is Joe Batance, and I am joined, as always, by one Italian co-host from the Bloody Podcast. Please say, I'm an Italian. I got to find a new quote to Lori Roggenkamp. Lori, how are you doing? I'm here for the right reasons. <laughs> Mary, how could you? What? Mary, how could you? Oh, that's right. <laughs> what happened to that quote? That was my I can't quote. get any of my sound clips. I have nothing. My computer's all wackadoodle. Oh, no, that's horrible. That was my favorite. I'm basically lucky that I could. Uh, it was a Mary, was it worth it? Oh, is that what it was? That was Mary, how yeah. could you? Mary, was it worth it? Which everyone should know. That's uh, Barbara Walters talking to Mary Kay Letourneau. Uh, yeah. Local Orange County hero, Mary Kay Letourneau. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's, that's what Lori was playing. Now, Lori, let me ask you this. You know, I just had a birthday recently. Yes. I know. I got that witch owes me some money. So, what? you celebrate another birthday. Oh, I, I see. That's where you're going with that. Oh, good joke. Anyway, but how have you been? How... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. How has your week been, Lori? What have we what have we missed in the past week since we've seen you? Um I've just been uh for the most part I've been hanging out with my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh so we uh we went to Fourth of July, we went to hike uh walking around the Silver Lake Reservoir mm-hmm. and then I um uh, almost crapped my pants. Yeah, you kind of so mentioned had, that earlier. What what happened there? What do you mean you almost crapped your pants? Well, she told me that there was a restroom at the reservoir, mm-hmm. and there wasn't. Um, and then 
she meant by like at the reservoir, she meant at a grocery store five miles down the road or three miles down the road. And uh-huh. I was like, that's not at the reservoir. Um, but do you usually so you have just, like pooping problem? Like you have to go poop immediately? No, I think it was a combination of like we had just, I had just had a cheeseburger and then we decided to go walking. And it's like one of those things that's like the first exercise I've done in a while. Plus I'm digesting a cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. You know, I and it's hot, and it's like, so my body was already just like, you know, we got to do this. Well, I've um, never, I mean, I still have my gallbladder, but everyone that I know that has their gallbladder removed, one of the things they say is they have to poop sooner. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's crazy because it like it'll hit you. Like I was fine for half of the walk. Half of the walk, I was totally fine. I was, mm-hmm. you know, we were walking and talking, and yeah. it was great. And then, like, once we got to, like, the halfway point, my stomach automatically was just like, we got to go. Yeah. And so I tried to power through, but I couldn't. Um, so anyway, so then that was a little frustrating. And then I just, uh, excuse me, I didn't have work yesterday and today. So I've just kind of been, like, trying to catch up on stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and schedule i'm trying really hard to be better at scheduling yeah um so yeah just uh doing that and um you're quite the entertaining and captivating broadcaster this week i know paul won't stop talking about the kiss he shared with robert the boys toast danique who left and they all decide to give dylan some space the next day robert surprises the boys by showing up in the morning to make breakfast and smell their morning breath robert snuggles with chad paul and robert sneak off to make some coffee making robbie throw some serious side eye robert and dylan clear the air after dylan's crazy episode the night before Four, Lance Bass shows up to announce the solo dates, and Robert just happens to choose the three guys who didn't go on the group dates on the last episode. On the solo dates, Robbie makes Robert laugh, so he's so Robbie's clearly out. Eric doesn't make Robbie laugh, so he's clearly in. And Brandon is just so fucking hot that he's in no matter what. The next day, the remaining guys work out with Robert, and Robert just tells it like it is to Paul. And at the black tie ceremony, it's down to Robbie and Paul, and Robert chooses to send home... Paul, Lori, name something you liked about the episode. I, I liked uh, I liked Robert. To be honest with you, I thought that Robert did a okay job this round. But you know why? I think it's because the the guys that he wants to to be with mm-hmm. the most were the ones that he got to hang out with. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't hanging out with like he was hanging out with Eric and Brandon and yes. Um, yes. And that's it. Robbie. Those are the two guys that he obviously likes the most. Well, I think he likes Robbie as a friend, and so it's amusing to hang out with him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I don't believe Robbie when he says that he is that way because it's, you know, because he's just that way. I think there's something going on there. He just seems like he's always deflecting. What the fuck? Lori shows up to this goddamn show. She's not even fucking ready. Not even trying. Not putting any effort in. No, I'm not going to put up with this for, for a whole hour. I got to talk to her about this. I want to kill myself. Okay, hold on one second. I think I. Oh, I think I got it. Let's see. Okay. This is what I have to put up with week after week.
I'm trying to get Joe to kill himself. <laughs> I think it's working. I think her audio is playing on her speakers and not on the computer. Because <laughs> it's playing through my headphones. So, that's weird. Um, yeah, it's playing through my headphones. So it should be playing through... She might be right. Uh, okay, let, let's let's break. So everyone should know there, there's really the episode is so by the numbers, paint by numbers. I'll use that expression better. That there's really not much to. There are some little issues in between to discuss, but there's not. I, there was nothing, no audio worth pulling or anything like that. It was kind of like a a whatever episode. Um, so let's let's take it in piece by piece here. First, after Danique's elimination, Paul talks about the kiss he shared with Robert, which, by the way, other people have kissed Robert. He thinks he seems to think it's a special thing. And then the boys- yeah, Paul like that was Paul like realizing that 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 he was on a dating show. That was that day. <laughs> that was that moment for him. Yeah. And then the boys decide to give Dylan some space because they've just, you know, it's just right after the tie ceremony, so he's clearly upset. And then they all give a toast to Danique, who went home. Not really much happens in that first night before, the night after the tie uh, ceremony. The next day, Robert sneaks in to make breakfast because, I love, he goes, I thought it would be amazing if I showed up and made breakfast. Oh, yeah, the producers just didn't hand you those grocery bags until you had to be there. (laughs) Yeah. He, also, the nobody ate like eighty percent of the breakfast oh, when oh, Brandon gonna, was putting everything away. Okay, let's talk about that right now. I have a note here. Brandon is specifically putting away scrambled eggs in a Ziploc bag. That is fucking, just like a giant plate, like a like a a carafe of eggs. Yeah, but I feel that if you're not going to eat, if you haven't eaten the scrambled eggs, throw them away. There's no way anybody is reheating scrambled eggs. It's fucking disgusting. Oh, I reheat scrambled eggs. Oh, I knew you were going to say that. When I wrote them all, I bet you Laura reheats scrambled eggs. But it depends on, like, what – if it's just scrambled eggs, like, gross. But if it's, like, with something – like, a lot of times, like, Christmas time, my family will make, like – because we have, like – we'll have, like, breakfast and stuff a lot. And so we'll we'll make, like, a big batch of eggs, and then we'll just reheat them, like, until they, we run out with, of stuff. And then we'll remake it, so – um, no, but then they, so they have like two giant cantaloupes oh, yeah. filled with cottage cheese. It's such a with weird, cottage cheese. that was a weird thing too. Like, how are you? Okay. I, I, I actually enjoy cottage cheese. I actually really like cottage yeah, cheese. Yeah, cottage cheese is good. Cottage cheese is really good. But like, and I could see if they, if they put, if, okay, this is what I would have done. I would have maybe made little melon balls out of the cantaloupe and had that separately, and then the cottage cheese and the shell of the cantaloupe. But then, and then you could eat that with the with the cottage cheese. That makes sense. But just to yeah. have like a a, a, a half a, the, the halves of the cantaloupe, they just clearly took the seeds and then just put cottage. What are you supposed to do? Are you supposed to take the whole cantaloupe and then eat it like that? Or are you supposed to serve yourself some cottage cheese? What was going on there, Lori? I have no idea. <laughs> I was going to ask you that because it's your people. No, so it was the weirdest it, what, brunch. What's going on there? It was the weirdest, weirdest brunch. All right. Well, also, it's like it was all stuff that, like, that was something that you would eat by yourself. You wouldn't like share yes. a, a cantaloupe with cottage yes. cheese in it. 
But also, I just feel like every, it's like one of those things again where it's like the producers, where it's like every time, every scene has to involve something that looks like a, like sexual. So it has to be like cottage cheese, a whole, uh, cottage cheese looks like a butthole. Okay, we're going to fill, or a cantaloupe looks like a butthole. Okay, we're going to fill cottage cheese, which looks like kind of like, you know, curdled jizz. I think, and so I, I think you're like, extending that too far there, Laura. I don't, I agree don't, with that. But, I don't know. I but, felt like it was gross. I felt like they zoomed in too close on it. Yeah. Before we get to that, though, so Robert goes around the house waking up each of the bachelors, the eligible bachelors, uh, one by one. I would be horrified. Wouldn't you be like, and he's sitting there and like he's, he's cuddling with, with Chad in the bed. Wouldn't you be so like, oh, my morning breath. My morning breath must be so gross. You know? Yeah. Also, it's just like, I find that very personal, Yeah, you know, like when you're asleep. I mean, I know it's a competition and, and Robert, you know, he, it, they want to impress him, but I would be like, dude, like, this is my space. Like, I didn't ask you to come in here. So. Wait, I have a no. question. Breaking news. Brett Baxley in the chat room asks, was the cottage cheese not for the eggs? What the fuck is he talking about? Brett Baxley, you go straight to hell. What are you talking about? What is cottage cheese? You don't put cottage cheese on eggs. That is the you weirdest Nazi. Thing. That's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. See, Brett Baxley is the kind of person that would be on this on Fighting Prince Charming. Because he would be like, well, this is a good, good idea. Let's put some cottage cheese. By the way, Brett Baxley... Works. Maybe that's why they they ended up having so many leftover eggs is because everybody's like, "Where's the cottage cheese?" <laughs> There's but, cottage cheese in a cantaloupe, but I don't see any cottage cheese for the eggs. Do you remember that online controversy because people in Missouri eat bagels sliced in a weird way? Do you remember that controversy? Uh oh yeah. Well, I for a while I remember one time I went to <laughs> Brett Baxley and I are going to have a fist fight. He said, "Make your make your eggs with cottage cheese. It's so good." fight me i can i tell you a side story that the first time i went over to my girlfriend's house and we uh she was making me um uh mashed potatoes Mm -hmm. and she put uh mayonnaise she was about to put mayonnaise in the mashed potatoes Mm -hmm. and i saw her and i stopped her and i said oh thank god i stopped you because i was like that's the grossest thing i've ever seen and she goes no 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 trust me it's it'll make it really good and i was like all right but if it doesn't you just made a whole bunch of mashed potatoes that you're going to have to eat by yourself. Mm-hmm. She's like, and then I ate it and it was delicious. And I was like, oh, thank God. And so now she always makes fun of me because I said, thank God I stopped you. Well, what's funny, a lot of Mexicans do that. They put mayonnaise in the mashed potatoes. It is, you're, you're right. When you mix it with other things in it too, it is pretty good. But uh, but, but yeah, I, I would still, even if I made mashed potatoes, I wouldn't do that. But I know a lot of Mexicans do that. I used to eat, I eat um, uh, eggs. Sometimes I'll have eggs with ketchup on them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also like to have mustard on my pizza. And so, uh, sometimes, but I don't do it a lot. I only do it when I'm like at my house because I, I get so much like weird blowback from people. I remember one time when I was at a pizza place, I asked if they had mustard and the guy, like, you might as well ask if uh, I might as well have asked him if he could whip his dick out and put it on my pizza. Like he was like, why would I ever have mustard? Like, no. Note to self Never eat pizza with Lori I got nothing to me (laughs) 
started it thinking I would think of something, and then I had nothing to end on it. But yeah, you. I mean, generally, you should not eat with me because I'm a disgusting person. So. I don't eat with Lori because she's a disgusting person. So, um, I think, yeah, I, I just, I think that, um, I don't know. I just thought it was weird that they made, but, oh, so one of the things I was going to say, sorry, that's what I was trying to get at, is that I made a realization when he was waking everybody up. And then remember when he's sitting on the couch and I forgot who he's sitting with, but then, um, Lance comes in and he's like, Okay. okay, yeah. Yeah, Lance Bass. And he goes, okay, Robert, you have to stand over here with me. And it was almost like Robert, like, is this, like, sigh like he doesn't want to? I realized, like, Robert wants to just, like, when he was in the group before, Mm -hmm. when he was just hanging out, he wants to do that. Like, Mm -hmm. he doesn't want to be, like, he just wants to kind of be among all the guys because he loves their the attention that they give him. And so he likes doing that kind of stuff. Like, I guarantee you he was the one who pitched the breakfast thing. I mean, I'm sure the producers got all the stuff together, but I'm sure he's like, I want to go and hang out and Oh, really? I think, they did, I, I think the producers just tell him where to go. But you know what's so funny? We might as well bring this up now. Is I was reading this article uh, the other day, just in the round, and it's about an MTV show that I guess has been around for a while, this MTV show. I never heard of it. It's some sort of MTV dating show. I'm sure somebody like Brett Baxley, some, some Gen Zer, will tell me, like, hey, dummies, this is the name of the show. But it's some dating show that, before I tell you what the premise is or how it works, I think this is how they should have done this show. This is how they should have done Finding Prince Charming. What they do is they put a bunch of people through these psychological tests, right? And then this supposed, like, matchmaker puts together these perfect matches, right? But they don't, but the people on the contest don't know who the perfect match is, right? Oh, okay. And they put all these people in this house together, and they're knowing that they're supposed to try and find their you know, perfect match romantically. It's a straight show. And then if the perfect match, each episode you say who you sort of coupled up with and see if that's the perfect match. And if you, if you get your perfect match, you win some sort of money, right? Oh, okay. And I'm, that's how they should have done this show. They should have done that where it's like this weird, dumb psychology thing that's super pseudoscience. <laughs> but then they're all in this house and they have to find their perfect match. But it's all guys. So they're but all see, trying the, to the problem with that is that I, I another thing I thought of was that like every single time Robert says what he wants, he like he there he immediately flips it for each person. Like who whoever one person he says he wants something else, the other in that other person he wants the exact opposite. Oh, for example, I, I like, have that in notes. Yes. Robbie, yes. he wants him to be serious. Yes. Paul, he wants him to be more funny. Yeah. You know, uh, Brandon, he wants him to be more uh, spontaneous and, mm-hmm. and take charge of things. Yeah. Um, uh, Dylan, he wants him to be more calm. And, you know, and so it's just like, it's kind of, to me, I feel like he just doesn't, the only person that I honestly truly feel like he hasn't like nitpicked yet is Eric. And I don't know if that's maybe because, he hasn't really had time to meet with him, but mm-hmm. like even at the dinner, I mean, they didn't kiss, mm-hmm. but even at the dinner, it seemed like they had a better connection. Well, let's. But so, I feel like you're diving into things that we haven't gotten to yet. So let, let's, I know. Let's I'm bust, sorry. I keep doing them. that. This is why I hate doing shows with Lori. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I have nothing. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. So then Paul and Robert sneak off to make coffee, and the guys are jealous. And Robbie makes a really smart point with, about Paul that no one has said yet on the show, but we've all been thinking about about it, about how boring Paul is. You know, yeah. Robbie says something along the lines of, like, he's her sweetheart, but then he does that thing where I can't do, where one eye stays closed and he flutters the other one. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. I actually think, you know what's so funny is I was very kind of, like ambivalent about Robbie before, but I actually found Robbie quite charming in this episode to the point where I'm like, I might date him. You know, I would date him. He's so he's first of all, he's very handsome. He's but, very handsome. He's but, he's funny. And he's, he's funny. He's, he had a lot of personality. He'd be a fun person to hang out with, go on dates with. He just seems like and I do agree that when he was saying that it's to put other people at ease, I think he puts people at ease. You know, even Sam, you find out later that maybe they do get along, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I think that he does put people. I just I feel like there's something else going on. But, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. if that's how he wants to present himself, then that's how he wants to present himself. Mm -hmm. But um, but yeah, I I uh, I liked Robbie. I thought Robbie and Robbie, I will say (laughs) I will say was the only person who was like, hey, we had a great time and a fun connection. But Charlie and Jason both said the same things and they went home. So I think he was, I mean, he didn't end up going home, but I think he was right in assuming that he was on the chopping block. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think you're right. I think he's good at reading, but we'll get to that too as well. What are you doing? Drinking water. Oh, uh, Chad and Robert cuddle in that weird wicker chair. That they're always trying to make them do something with. And again, a boy- Oh my God. That stupid scene where they're both trying to get into the wicker chair. And there's so uh, many places to sit. There's so many places to sit in that place. And, that, and also, it's like, yeah, if you wanted to get close to each other, lie on the bed. Yeah. Or you know, that, do that, something else. There's that big sectional couch on the balcony. Cuddle up there. Yeah. Anyway, oh Chad is super- I, I will ahead. say I kept laughing because I just imagined what would happen if you and me try to get in that <laughs> wicker thing. I don't even think we could. one of us could fit in that thing. I think, I think if we like tried to, even if we tried to lean into it, it would fall to the ground. Uh, okay. Uh, all right. So let's put on. Let's go. Let's move on here. Uh, Chad is super weird. Feels and then he said he feels he can let his guard down around Robert. And then the next sentence says how he's afraid of getting hurt. And that's why he has his walls up. And I'm like, you just said that you can let your guard down around him. What are you talking about? Then, well, they're all a bunch of contradictions, though. Yeah. They're all just like I think they're all just saying like all of them are saying the normal like trope dating show trope stuff. So. Okay, I'm gonna do a new thing where I just say one thing. Chad and Robert kiss. Yeah. Well, I, I, I he said that the kiss was nice, but I don't know. I felt like it was a little weird. I think Chad was trying to get do some weird thing with his lower lip, where he was trying to like cup Robert's lips or something. And yeah. and I was just like, what's going on there? All right. Robert pulls Dylan aside later. Robert pulls Dylan aside to talk about the night before. Remember when Dylan went all crazy? And it's a super awkward conversation where Dylan apologizes and Robert lectures him. But then in the confessional, Robert says he's glad they cleared the air. My thing when I was watching it was like, how is this supposed to be a real relationship when the power dynamic is so off? It felt so much like Dylan apologizing to his boss. Because he knows yes. that Robert necessarily, essentially has the, the power to fire him. You can't start a relationship with anybody where, like, one person can get... One person has all the power and you have none of the power. 
Yes, I I fully agree with that. I think that it was like a it was like a big brother little brother scenario. It was not yes. it was not a sexual relationship there, and especially the the tone that Robert was using. I was like, oh, I was shocked yeah. that Dylan didn't go home. Yeah, it was it was a weird tone where he was like, yes, you shouldn't be doing that, or you know, we all have flaws, but you know that was really crazy. I'm like, I would have been like, you drink come from a condom. Well, I don't know if he knew that though. So yeah, that's true. All right, then Lance comes in and announces that the three guys will go on. What are you doing? Nothing. I hear you like throwing dice or something. What is that? No, my thing. The do- dog just ran into the room, and I accidentally dropped something, and he's now he's barking. Oh, She's anyway, barking. Lance comes in and announces that three guys will go on solo dates. Robert happens to choose the three guys who didn't get to go on the group dates with him. On the previous episode. Once again, I think the producers are like, and here are the people you are picking. Yeah. Also, it's just such a weird way that they described the dates. It was like, obviously, he wanted, he want, he likes Eric. You know, it's just like set up to make it seem like, hey, he obviously likes Eric more. Like, it was in League of, like, he finds Ro- Brandon sexually attractive. Mm-hmm. He thinks Robbie's fun to be around. Mm-hmm. But he obviously has, has the most... Uh, feelings for for Eric. Yeah. So I don't know. I just felt like it was kind of mean the way that they did that. All right. So. Then Paul gets jealous because he wanted to have a nice dinner at a nice restaurant. He just really wants a fillet. <laughs> yeah, he wants you a know? fillet with a nice wine. It's all he he was. I was really jealous because I really wanted a nice fillet with a nice wine. Yeah. <laughs> I just. <laughs> I don't know why. I just he just like I feel like he. It just seems to me like he he wants to have like a, you know, a 1930s English, you know, dating yeah. thing going yeah. on. And yeah. it's like, Some no, sort dude. Of like, yeah. Some sort of, um, uh, well, I can't remember the author's name, but yeah. Oscar uh, Wilde? No, E.M. Forster, I think is what I'm trying to go for. Anyway, oh, okay. um, so yes, that, that is true. Paul, But also I think Paul lies about his age. I think he says he's like 34, 35, but... The crow's feet are so deep set in, and he has the pe- oh, yeah. salt and pepper hair. I think he's like 44, which is nothing wrong with that. But it's like, dude, no. why lie about I mean, he looks fantastic. Why lie about your age? Great. Yeah, he does. Also, and and he had his shirt off at one point, and mm-hmm. just his skin. I mean, he still looks good, mm-hmm. but his skin was just like, I was like, oh, dude, like, there's no way you're 34. That's the skin of like a, a early, er, late 40s person. I wish my skin looked that good. <laughs> All right, now on to the date. <laughs> Your skin does look that good because fat don't crack. My fat cracked. <laughs> All right, let's go on to the dates. First, the appetizer. For the app, that's what they called it. Everyone, they said they were appetizer, main course, and dessert. So the the person who had the date with Robbie for the appetizer was um, with Robert with the appetizer was Robbie, the flamboyant mm-hmm. uh, gay one. Now he said Robert tells Robbie he wants to see his serious side, and Robbie goes in for a kiss that's clearly rejected. And it, by the way, new rule in Finding Prince Charming, you have to let Robert go in for the kiss because if you go in for the kiss, he's rejecting you. Um, yeah. But I do feel that Robbie handled it nicely. Like, what he handled oh, yeah. the reaction very well. Yeah, I think I think so too. Oh, but 
I mean that, but the, again, that's the thing that frustrates me about Robert is that he wants people to take charge, but only when he wants them to take yes. charge. And then, but then, but, but then, what? And that's fine. That's respectable. But then, what's frustrating in the confession is all like, I don't know why Justin didn't kiss me. <laughs> like, yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. So he's a, he's a mess of contradictions. All right, next. Oh, then Robbie goes back to the apartment or to the house and says that he and Robert kissed, and Paul gets like. Red faced jealous, <laughs> and I'm like, and they even make fun of that. Like Justin even says, like, you guys all have my sloppy seconds because I had the first kiss. Like, why is Paul so mad? I think I think it just hit him then. Well, he, I, I, here's here's why I think I personally there's two things. I think it just hit him that he's in a competition, you know, for for some guy's attention, mm-hmm. and then also I think he, um. I think he feels like him, Robbie might not be that much of a competition. Mm-hmm. So the fact that Robert kissed Robbie mm-hmm. means that like the kiss doesn't necessarily mean as much as Paul thought it did. Yes. And also he doesn't know that the kiss was very one-sided and yeah. welcome. Yeah. He doesn't know that, but Robbie that makes him think it is. All right. On to the main course where Eric shows up. Um, Robert wants Eric to open up. Robert claims to be monogamous, which <laughs> what? Which there's nothing wrong with not being monogamous, but like don't say you are. And then Robert yeah. says they have a lot Okay, this is my favorite part. Robert they talk about their parents and how much their parents love each other. They they both like Eric's parents love each other and Robert's parents yes. love each other and do these cute things. And Robert goes, Oh my god, we have so much in common. And then Eric openly laughs in his face. I think he realizes how stupid it is to say that. And then he he recovers, though. And he says, oh, I'm just laughing because I'm looking in your eyes or something like that, right? Yeah. But uh, I love that moment because you can tell Eric was like, that is so dumb that you think we have a lot in common because our parents both love each other. (laughs) Because that's the thing is, Eric is the only one that seems the most well-adjusted on the show. Uh, I don't know. I I still am on the fence about Eric. I feel like he's got some stuff going on. Um, but yeah, I I would say out of everybody, he's the least. He's still, in my opinion, crazy, but mm-hmm. he's like the least crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I <laughs> I do love how they talk about. They don't talk about the way that they treat other people in relationships they talk about the way that their parents treat each other in relationships yeah almost like i wish i had that kind of love Mm -hmm. but then it's like well obviously you don't because you're not referencing any of your past relationships oh yeah very good point very very good point and then uh, uh i love how eric was like um, I I wanted to stay in my last relationship, but he was he was done sooner than I was. And then Rob was like, "Well, are you are you over it?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I'm totally over it, totally over it, over it, totally." Oh, over you think it. he's not over it? No, <laughs> he just kind of like was like, "I'm over it, to- totally over it." Hmm. You know what's so funny? Because I do find I do think I'm finally over Cam. You know, uh-huh. it took a long time. Trust trust and believe. It, I, I think I wasn't finally over him to like February of this year, and I, we broke up three years ago. But I would say I would still have it would be not hard for me to talk about, but it would be like I I, I could see Eric's reaction. Like, don't you think if you and Star ever broke up, how long do you think it would take for you to get over it? Oh, I have no idea. 
I mean, I was dating. We, I was, I really liked this girl, and we weren't even dating. And it took me like a year and a half before I could start talking about it. So I can't even imagine <laughs> what that'd be like with Star. What, um, what, wait, 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 wait! I want to go back here. What happened with this? Uh, with this girl? Oh, I, I really liked her, but she wasn't really that interested in me. And she was also there's some like. Uh, I I personally think she was still engaged, but she said that they had broken up, but she was still living in her ex-fiance's house and sleeping in the same bed as her (laughs) ex-fiance. So, Uh uh, you know, uh, call me crazy, but I feel like that's still together. Um, And then she just like uh, was very like passive and wouldn't like commit to anything Mm -hmm. until like the last minute and then I just kind of um got like super frustrated about it uh yeah all this other stuff happened that um I don't know if I can talk about why not right now just because of my I think my aunt's in the bathroom right now which is next to my room but uh um, your aunt knows you're a lesbian right no, she does, but she doesn't know like certain parts. So, anyways, so wait, she wait, just would what, like. Wait, what does that mean? So, um, I <laughs> I hate you so much. I got uh, money from my job yeah. because we had merged with another company, so I got like two thousand dollars. Yeah. And Um, she just wanted to be friends. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I want to go back to this $2,000. What did the $2,000 do with your company's merging? And what, wait, what did that have to do with any of this story? Because that's like, that was like the tipping point. I mean, that was like the thing that made me realize. Wait, I don't have to whisper. You do it. You do have to whisper, but I don't, wait, 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 wait. You were dating this girl who you feel uh-huh. might have still been engaged. Yeah. And then... There was a secret thing that happened that you can't talk about in front of your aunt, but it had to do with your company. That was it. That was the secret. <laughs> with your company's merge, and you got a two thousand dollar check. Uh huh. Why did that lead to the dissolution of your relationship? Because I had asked her to come with me to New Orleans, and I would pay for it, and she said yes because we were dating at the time, okay. and I mentioned that I never like had sex on my birthday, and I wanted to go with her to New Orleans and make it have sex and blah blah. Oh, okay. She was like, "Oh yeah, that sounds great," and then get to New Orleans, and then she tells me that she just wants to be friends and she doesn't oh. want to be have sex. And so, um, then I had rented, I had just rented one one hotel room with one bed so I had to sleep we had to sleep in the same bed for mm-hmm. five days mm-hmm. um yeah so it sucked so anyways and is then even, I still tried to be friends with her is she, she lesbian? what? this girl is she a lesbian? this girl? Yeah. yeah oh yeah I still tried to be friends with her um but then she just she's one of those people who just, she's just super um like she was like um unusually attractive she was very tall she had blonde hair so people like gravitated towards her mm-hmm. and she was kind of given everything she wanted and so she wasn't like used to like having people tell her 
And another thing is like anytime you critiqued her, she would just like cut you out of her life. So she was like, I don't want to hear like if you're upset with me or anything like that. And so she like, um, she would get upset with me sometimes because I would tell her like, hey, you know, if we make a plan to be at the movies and the movie time starts at 620, if you show up at seven, you know, there's really no point in us going to see the movie. And she's like, well, I have other things going on and blah, blah. So finally, like one day I just like, I was like, I'm done. I don't want to deal with you anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just kind of stopped being friends. And it took a while for me because it was just one of those also where it's like, I just started realizing that she's just like not, she wasn't a good person. She was just using me and she used, she's just a user. And so I kind of felt it was like that. And then also feeling like really dumb. Cause you're like, oh, I can't believe I got suckered in mm-hmm. like that. And, um, so yeah, so that kind of sucked. And what was really funny was at the time or like right around that time that we stopped being friends, I had just broken up with this girl, um, named Melissa we had dated for like a month Mm -hmm. and she had broken up with me and I was upset about it at the time Mm -hmm. like for like a week and then like almost immediately afterwards I was like oh yeah that's right I don't really like her (laughs) I just like I just like having sex with her and so I was just like oh yeah she's kind of annoying Mm -hmm. so I just kind of stopped talking to her um and then uh and then me and this girl Lauren stopped being friends and I was like devastated by it. And I was like, oh yeah, obviously she, she was meant more to me than this other girl. <sighs> so. Uh, and then next, uh, Robert met with Brandon for dessert where Brandon opens up about addiction issues. Um, otherwise it's boring. Laura, are you still there? Does he have like, why? I don't understand the point that Robert kept making about how he's still wearing the necklace. Like, what does that mean? Like, I don't, I mean, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but is it just that he's wearing the necklace? Like, I don't understand why that's, that holds such value to anybody. Let's get something straight. Brandon is probably the hottest person on the show. Okay. And, and, so that, let's just get that out of the way. From a shallow perspective, he's out, he's the hottest person on the show. Okay? I don't think Brandon is actually. I think he's. I I don't know. I will. Who, I will be. Who would you, as a lesbian, who would you say is the most attractive man on the show? Who and the person could be gone. The person could be anybody who's on the show. You know what? I've I've forgotten who. I will say. I okay. And now I remember. Um, just because I like more. I like I like more scruffy guys. I would mm-hmm. say Charlie. Oh, Char- Charlie, who was on the show. He was on the show. I found him really attractive. All right. Very good. But, um, a lot of gay guys. Brandon is the type for a lot of gay guys. A lot of gay guys would like Brandon, right? Okay. Now, what's funny is, I'm not, and I'm not making a judgment here. It's just funny how obviously shallow uh, Robert is. But literally, Brandon is like... Yeah, you know, I'm just, uh, I've been sober for some years. I had, you know, I was addicted to alcohol and I had a Coke problem. And yeah. And then Robert's like, I love looking in your eyes. I'm like, the guy just, 
said he had a coke problem and was an alcoholic. And then Robert's like, does that make it hard for you to be in the house? But like, you can tell Robert's not even, is barely listening to him. Bar- oh, yeah. Bra- Bar- Robert is so entranced by how hot uh, Brandon is. I also love how many times he says that him overcoming addiction is super hot. <laughs> Like I don't think that's the word that most people would use, but yeah, okay. But it's just funny because the date was—I didn't say it's a bad date, but it, you know, Brandon was opening up to Robert, but it was one of the things where it wasn't particularly special. You know? No. Um, I think the uh, the most interesting person there was Robbie, and he's clearly sidelined. All right. So later, uh, they get a card, and Dylan finds a card that uh, reads that everyone else is going to be at the gym with Robert, going to go to the gym with Robert. Uh, At the gym, Paul is bitter and not having fun at the gym at all, which is so weird. We'll get to that in a second. Chad shows off, and then Paul talks about opening up, and Robert pretty much calls him out for being authentic. Now, Lori, you and I were talking on the phone earlier, and you had a lot to say about this conversation. But let's first of all, let's tackle the fact that Paul is in incredible shape and yet seemed to act at the gym the way you and I would act at the gym. He he reminds me so much of these uh, women who used to come into the gym. Like they were like all like moms and they would mm-hmm. come into the gym at the 24-hour fitness that I worked mm-hmm. and they didn't want to get sweaty. They didn't want to get bulky. That was their big thing. Anytime a trainer would even like point to a weight, they'd be like, I don't want to get bulky. I don't want to be, I don't want to look like a man. And I was like, there's no way you're going to ever look like a man. Mm -hmm. Um, And they would, and they would go in, but they looked phenomenal and they would come in every day and they would do the same workouts and they would, and they would leave and they just like, but they just hated, they liked the gym lifestyle, but they hated actually going to the gym. Uh And he reminds me so much of of those people. Um, And to be honest with you, I kind of admire him for admitting that. Because, you know, he could have easily just been like, yeah, you know, I do cardio or I do weightlifting and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But he went full deep. He was like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't need these muscles for anything. They're just for show. Yeah. So my trainer's great. And he just tells me what I need to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and he get, brings me chilled towels. Oh, my God. Can you imagine having to bring uh, Paul chilled? T- I, didn't Paul. Hear, I didn't hear the chilled towels. Part. Is that real? Yeah, remember because they said that he he was upset because he wasn't used to sweating during workouts. Wait, what? He said that? Yeah. I must have been taking notes when all this was going on. Because he he wasn't like jealous. He was just miserable because he it was a different workout. Because all he does, pretty much all he does is ex, is a uh, is weightlifting so he just does different forms of core core strength and weightlifting so he doesn't really do a lot of cardio work and cardio is pretty much where you sweat so he was like i don't i'm not used to sweating and they're like well how do you work out and he goes well i have a train really nice trainer who brings me chilled towels when i work out so then i can keep cool and i pretty much just do weightlifting you um, know what i would then- i would have sent paul home just for that and maybe that's why he was sent home I mean, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like I, I think it's weird, but I also feel like it was like, you know, it was just, you know, diff- it was just it's just a different form of exercise. It's how he exercises. Mm-hmm. Um, my I think the thing that was the most annoying was the fact that he kept having to crouch down so he didn't get his shorts 
party and it was like just wear like black shorts dude why do you have to wear white shorts yeah but that's very that kind of gay guy the one who only works out just to have muscles to show off i mean they're they're more concerned about what they wear to the gym than actually working out they don't see the gym as a place to work out they see the gym as a social event uh yeah they don't want to look ugly at the gym yeah I will say I did love uh, – did you notice Robert when he said that his typical workout is running in the morning and then different kinds of cardio at the gym? That's it. That's his typical workout. So I thought that was dumb. Oh, wow. That's right. You're anti-cardio. Um, and then I think Chad, I think Chad had uh, taken some cocaine before he showed up. <laughs> I honestly thought that was going to be a thing. I was like, oh, finally, some drama. We're going to get some, like, stuff going on. And nothing. They just totally skated by. And they went and they were, like, doing sit-ups for some reason. And then then Paul – and then uh, Robert was upset with Paul because he was – he doesn't know. He doesn't normally know how to do sit-ups. And then he wanted. He got upset with him because he wanted him to rest his head on the floor. And it was. And he was like mad that he didn't feel comfortable doing it. And I was like, to be honest with you, I wouldn't do it. Do you know how many sweaty bodies are touching that mat? I would. I usually try and like I wipe down everything and I try and bring a towel to put on top of stuff. And you know, so yeah, I wouldn't recommend laying just face down on the floor. Well, first of all, I want to talk about what you're talking about. Everyone should know. So Chad was like a, a lunatic energy-wise energy, energy wise at this gym. He like climbed a rope all the way to the roof and then climbed back down and was like running around and doing pull-ups. It was sort of insane. And that's why Lori made that cocaine joke. And then, and then Brandon must have given it to him. And then... Um, yeah, he's not using and it anymore. And then also what we didn't talk about is Robert's conversation with uh, Paul when, when they were after they were doing the sit-ups where... Paul says, and and I think, I don't know where your moment was, but you and I off the air had a conversation about how, because you said you actually liked Robert this episode. And uh, and I was saying, what? But I said the one part where I thought Robert really was real and told it like it was, was when he told Paul, like, I don't think you're an authentic person. I think everything you, and, and then Paul's like, oh, I'm sorry. It's, it's so weird. It's such a weird little circle that he must have put Paul in because, Paul is such a perfectionist that now his flaw is that he's trying to be too perfect. So now he has to be like, how do I be flawed? How how do the perfectionist try and be flawed? Um, I think it's dumb to say I want to see people's flaws and then get rid of them because they have flaws. But um, but it it was a a strangely honest conversation. It, It was a strangely honest conversation. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I I would say, I don't know. I felt weird that it was like, I I guess I just didn't understand why Robert really wanted Paul to be a certain way. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, this is who he is. If he's Mm -hmm. this guy, then just accept him or or move on. But Mm -hmm. he kept making him feel bad Mm -hmm. for being a certain way. And it's like, who gives a shit? So, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I will say, though, however, now we know that... um, Oh, I'll save this for the end. But uh, uh, this is the end. Oh, this is the end. Okay, yeah. Black tie affair. Paul goes home. All right. The black tie affair is super non-eventful, except that Paul goes home. Yeah. Uh, he. Uh, a Robert is now the tallest person. <laughs> well, like I said. We hate in others what we see in ourselves, and Robert's big thing with Paul was that he didn't like tall. That, that Paul 
had only historically dated shorter guys. But it does seem that Robert is most attracted to the shorter guys in the show, being Chad, Eric, and Brandon. They're the sh- yeah. Robbie's really short too, but but Robbie's too gay for him. So Chad, Eric, and Brandon are on the shorter side. They're pretty short guys, and yeah. Robert is very very affectionate with them and drawn to them. Yeah. Also, I I will say that. Um, oh shoot, I lost it. Oh well, my salient point that I was going to say that Robert made was at the end when he said he can't change people, which I thought was actually pretty intelligent. I mean, he spent most of the episode trying to change Paul, but I liked how in the end he was like, you can't, you know, you can't change people. Also, I think, I think you're right. I think that that's what I was going to get to is that I think Robert sees himself in Paul, you know, not literally because they didn't have sex, but I think he, he sees like, Oh, I'm just like that. Cause they're, you know, when Dylan was with, was working out with him, he they did that joke where he was like, how's my hair? And he's like, I'll fix it every single time you come up. And then, you know, he kind of did it every single, literally every single time. Like, a and you know, Robert was thinking, Oh my God, a black person's touching me. A black person's touching me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hello producers. Yeah. Hello. Um, Yeah. So, which again, I feel like is show, plays into their power dynamic, which is Dylan is just like really trying hard to, you know, please him. Lori said you can't get people to change, but I'm trying, I've been trying to get her to change for about a year. <laughs> oh, he wants me to change. Okay. I thought he just wanted me to collect change. I have about $225 in quarters and nickels in a mason jar. So, I mean, I guess I'll just throw it away. Meanwhile, I've been doing this fat camp for six months. I think I've gained weight. After today, after this episode, I'm going to eat chicken fettuccine from Costco and then in 20 minutes have diarrhea from eating chicken fettuccine from Costco. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this. Ep- do you have any final thoughts on this episode, Lori? Anything we, anything we didn't cover that you want to talk about? Um, I mean, to be honest, I think, I yeah, I think that we're just seeing every episode we're seeing that, you know, that that th- why this was not well re- received and why this wasn't a good idea. I don't think anybody is genuinely, I think everybody's tr- genuinely trying their best. Mm-hmm. I just think that it's just not a, it's just not a well-conceived competition. Um, and I kind of feel bad for the people who are doing it. Cause it seems like they're genuinely trying, you know, they all seem excited. They're all, you know, doing their part. Um, but yeah, I just, I feel like it's just kind of a, if this had been done the way you were talking about or, you know, another, any, any other different way, I think it would have been a, a lot better. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Fighting Prince Charming. Uh, be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to diss the horrible gay dating show, Finding Prince Charming. So until then, for Lori Roggenkamp and myself. Mary, was it worth it? 
Maury Roggenkamp has two other podcasts. The first is the Bloody Mary podcast with Maria and Lori, and the other is called Queering Time and Space. You can find both of those podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow Lori Roggenkamp on Instagram at Picklemyth. That's P-I-C-K-L-E-M-Y-T-H. You can follow Joe Batance on Instagram at Joe Batance. That's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. This has been an Afterthought Media podcast.